This is a News Laundry podcast. Welcome to NL Hafta. Hello and welcome to News Laundry Hafta. This is the 28th episode. This is me, Madhu Trehan. Abhinandan is not here this week. He'll be back in a few days, so he'll do the next Hafta. Remember to support independent media. When corporates pay, corporates are served. When public pays, the public is served. And News Laundry Hafta is available on SoundCloud as well as on iTunes. If you're listening to this podcast on SoundCloud, you can find the iTunes link below in the description. So today we have Anand Ranganathan. Hello. Manisha. Hello. And Arunab. Hello. And this podcast is produced by Karthik Nijawan. The topics today will be, uh, we're going to talk about parliament disruption, Sushma's Kwatroki Jaib, Modi missing from parliament. Yeah, where was he? The Mumbai hotel raids, that's con- controversy still going on, particularly in Twitter. Then we have Radhe Ma, which who I think is spectacular. And Twitter goes crazy over Pichai's appointment as CEO of Google. So should we start with the parliament destruction? Uh, disruption? Destruction is also right. <laughs> um, destruction is more apt, yeah. What do you, let's go directly to uh, the debate between Sushma and Rahul. Who do you think won? I th- I think if if push comes to shove, I would say Shushma won it, but I would have been uh, I mean I would have liked the debate much more had Shushma not been uh, you know in the wrong according to me at least you know you tend to enjoy someone who's who has a clear conscience so even though rhetorically and you know although she got uh, basically you know she brandished the sword and charged at him and so on and so forth but at the end of the day I I felt she was grandstanding because uh, I mean within two hours of the controversy breaking two months ago, it was clear as day that this is a straight conflict of interest and uh, Shushma Swaraj should have resigned. She didn't and it rolled on like tumbleweed, uh, tumbleweed and you know, uh, 60 days later, uh, obviously she's now not going to resign. Uh, How do you assess Rahul's uh, response in terms of the kind of material he had to use do you think he used it well in no, his points? No, not at all. It was very amateurish. It was like a actually kid going in with a pop yes. gun in a tiger's cage. Yes. It wasn't, he didn't use, yeah. he had em- enormous material. And I was points. surprised because, I mean, on, on the BJP side, they had Arun Jaitley and Shushma, both lawyers. And on the other side, they had Rahul Gandhi, who I don't know what uh, description fits him. But uh, apart from that, um, normally they would p- probably have Abhishek Manu Singhvi or some other lawyer. Uh, you know, could kind of, because this was, uh, you know, uh, Jaitley deliberately took it to a very technical, his explanations, you know. So you needed uh, someone to rebut those. And also there's this one point that Congress missed altogether because when um, uh, there was a sim- not quite a similar instance, but there was a thing of um, humanitarian gesture. Uh, somebody had requested Shushma Swaraj and she passed that. And uh, the letter she wrote was that, uh, I have consulted my ministry and uh, we've come to the conclusion that yes, as a humanitarian gesture, this is fine. Now that was a trap because Jaitley agreed that yes, uh, you know, Rahul Gandhi asked the question, what happened to this? Did Shushma Swaraj pass this as a humanitarian gesture? She passed the Lalit Modi one and Jaitley said, yes, she did. So the obvious thing was that in one instance, you consult your ministry, you consult all the departments in your ministry, you have great deliberation, then you come to the conclusion, yes, as a humanitarian gesture is fine. And on the other hand, when you have Lalit Modi, you don't tell another person. So uh, Congress just missed this. Mm. Yes. uh, Arunab, what do you think? 
I mean, I I don't think uh, Sushma really. I mean, I mean, in terms of just the debate, probably Sushma was better because she had more time also. I mean, Sushma spoke for a good half an hour almost, and uh, Rahul spoke for around five minutes. But I think Sushma, what the the, the crux of uh, Sushma's argument was, if uh, Congress did it, to why can't we? I mean, that's what essentially the arguments were. So I don't think she she you know she really. cleared her uh, cleared herself of any anything by doing what she did but if, if it was about the rhetoric i think uh, she fared better but uh, i i don't think this really absolves of her of any wrong doing because she didn't even i mean she she said there's no conflict of interest because her daughter was not being paid for it i mean which what is what was she doing there which which is i mean i mean she was not paid by lalit modi but she was definitely paid by the by the senior lawyer who who's i mean who was who had hired her so i i think arguments like that are very juvenile and just points towards the fact that you know I mean, people don't understand what is conflict of interest. Also, the email that she sent to uh, Lalit Modi asking for her admission for her nephew into Sussex—that's also, I mean, that's conflict of interest. Um, I I don't think Rahul Gandhi's speech was spectacular, but that one point that he makes where he says, "Sushma ji, ham house ke bahar mile." और आपने मुझसे पूछा आप क्यों गुस्सा हो मुझसे और मैंने हाँ बेटा एंड इसे मैंने आपसे पूछा कि आप यू नो यू लुक डाउन मैंने लुक टिट यू एंड आई आस्ट यू आप गलत कर रहे हो आपने नीचे देखते आपने क्यों नीचे देखा दैट वाज अ बिट ऑफ अ ड्रामेटिक बट इट आल्सो कैन ऑफ कन्वेट द पॉइंट दैट समवे सुषमा नोज दैट शी इज इन द रॉन्ग हेयर आई थिंक दैट वॉज बिट ऑफ यू नो दैट समथिंग यू डिड वेल बट आई ऑल्सो डोंट अंडरस्टैंड द बिग डील अबाउट नाउ यू नो दिस चीट शीट इज आउट ऑन ट्विटर एंड एवरीबडी सेंग यू नो यू वीज मग्ड अप द स्पीच or that he jotted down points in english not in devnagri roman I don't understand what roman the big thing is word being used. it's okay to it write in really a lot speech, of people right? I mean, it's just points no, there are two things it's one one when he spoke about uh, sushma swaraj uh, and their encounter i think for him to analyze body language uh, that she looked down maybe she looked down because a mouse was passing yeah, i mean sure, you know <laughs> we have no idea why she looked down for him to translate it into guilt yeah. is a rather a, a huge stretch and a jump all right maybe she was just bored with his response we don't know that so he's he's jumping to a conclusion that she looked down that means she looked down in in guilt or disgrace how did you get to that that's a bit of a stretch uh, secondly about uh, the cheat sheet which uh, arunab has also been in a little bit of a controversy on uh, twitter because uh, arunab tweeted that there's nothing wrong in in jotting down notes and uh, and agreed i mean there's nothing wrong in writing down your points if you're going to speak but despite that i would assess that the quality of his speech <clears throat> is the difference that i see when a real writer writes an article a journalist writes an article and somebody who just writes an article claiming to be a journalist and just writes like a society babe as far as i'm concerned and i can see the difference when i read it and i think with with um and a lot of people would not see it maybe um, uh, uh, maybe a professional journalist would not see it they would just see it as an article and as journalism whereas i think professionals do see the difference and i think the difference between sushma and uh, rahul was that that he does not seem like a seasoned professional politician he seems like a child who's flailing around with any wild points i mean what kind of a point is this you've got the floor of the house you can speak you've got your chance and instead of coming out with all the points that will really pinpoint everything that she did he talks about her looking down 
and everything else that he accused were rather, was rather vague and frail. It was not pinpointed enough, I feel. And also, if, sorry, if I can just continue on that point, I think it was very ridiculous that Congress, through uh, Karge, was asking her seven questions. And as she was replying, there was narebazi going on yeah. in the background. So, you know, first you ask question and the other person is replying and then you're saying, Minister, bahar jao, chodo, or ye. I don't know how nonsense. she could concentrate. Yeah, I was, honestly, I was watching I this. Actually, I would have said, look, I'm not going to open my mouth until these guys shut up. Yeah, it was impossible for even us to hear her properly with this constant drone of these people at the back. I marvel at her, con uh, her concentration that despite all that screaming, she just focused and carried on. Uh, but she wasn't as comfortable and happy as she normally is in giving speeches. She looked stressed. She looked also uh, almost distracted trying to focus. You could see that many times when the shouting got too loud, it was beginning to get to her, which is normal, natural, I would say. I think they should just get into a Twitter spat, all of them, all the parliamentarians, and then go to the house and do some real work. I mean, why do we have to be subjective? And it's the same old allegations, counter-allegations. It's just... It doesn't make sense. And also, I mean, just in the end, it, it boils down to what I saw in yesterday was it boiled down to just one thing. That, okay, you're calling us corrupt, but you were corrupt too. So you had Bofors, you had Anderson, you had uh, Quatroki. Um, but that, does that make what you did okay? So, and then he comes on and starts blaming her again. So it was basically like a competition on who can point the finger more on more corruption, not answering the accusations that, and he should have simply focused on that. What do you think, Aruna? Yeah, I think so too. <coughs> I mean, uh, that's what I said. And, uh, I mean, she I mean, she should have just uh, made her point. The, the, she started off well, I think, when she said that this is not conflict of interest, this is purely on humanitarian grounds. And uh, But then she, then she drifted on to, you know, Rajiv Gandhi and, you know, the same old stuff about Kotarochi and Anderson. So that's where she lost it. I think, I think if she just restricted herself to, you know, explaining her stance, I think it was all fine. But, uh, I mean... She didn't actually. For the most part of it, she didn't explain her stance. Yeah, she, she didn't just explain went on stance. the just, just as uh, Rah Rahul Gandhi, you know, failed miserably to, you know, uh, pinpoint, you know, uh, the exact allegations. She also, I mean, <coughs> she she also didn't really focus on the specifics, you know. So yeah. I mean, I like probably that's how you debate, I suppose, you know, in the parliament. The level of debate is so bad, you know. It's, you know. No, but it shouldn't be. No, the level of debate should have been pinpoint her pinpointing an, her answers to all the accusations specifically, and even addressing, I would suggest, to be really sophisticated intellectually, she should have addressed why she should not resign. Mm -hmm. She should have explained herself. She should have said, I do not want to resign, I will not resign, because I am not guilty of this, 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 this. She should have addressed it. Mm -hmm. And these all these distracting red herring topics was just not the level of what a debate is. It was just basically, basically bullshit. And I mean, what I don't understand is that, uh, I mean, for example, the things that she mentioned, uh, you know, Anderson, Beaufort, everyone knows that Congress was complicit in this. Yes. You know, uh, so it's like saying, it's the, it's the often thing that, you know, you, uh, you know, uh, how dare you accuse me? But I'm sorry, the, the whole point is that Parliament is a fora where people, you're going to answer people's questions. Don't answer Congress's questions, you know. So she took the questions as coming from Congress. No, I, as a citizen of India, I want to know from you. Yeah. You know, so I'm not about. bothered with what Congress did. Of course, they had a role in um, 
you know, Bhopal gas tragedy, uh, Anderson running away. They had a role in Beaufort. These are, this is not that, you know, something new that she's come up with. Just stick to what you've been asked. Think of it as it being asked by people of India, not by Rahul Gandhi. And then she played victim, which I found very sorry. You know, I mean, she really cut a sorry figure there where she said that, oh, my itne saal, 38 uh, years. Yeah. So Listen, you that, can, uh, you, uh, it's like saying I w didn't kill anyone for 38 years. So why should I be convicted for murder now? You know, you did it now. Sorry, it doesn't work. Um, but where's Mr. Modi in all of this? That's the yes, question. That's why is question. he not in the where is he? house? Yeah, I is think he in the country? Uh, He's in the country, and he tweeted out yesterday Sushma Swaraj's video saying that great speech, watch it. So if you can tweet it, you might as well be there and, I don't know, at least clap. The, um, <laughs> yesterday I met uh, senior members of from both parties, from the BJP and from the Congress. And I was shocked that the Congress people were all gloating, saying that we really fixed them, didn't we? And the BJP said, we really we were terrific. So they all thought, each one, each party thought that they won. Which is when I thought of this story, which I think we are going to do in the next, today. Right, Aruna? Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to the next one. Uh, the next subject which is... Which was, I think, just to stick on that point, Madhu, about where is Modi. I think Modi has made two blunders. One is, you tweeting the video... Uh, and unless there was some compulsion, he had some meeting or something, I don't know, God knows what, but he wasn't, he wasn't tweeting about those meetings. He should have come to the parliament. That's point number one. And point number two, which I also said a couple of hours ago, uh, got a lot of flack for that, is that for 60 days, he has neither come in support of Shushma Swaraj nor publicly rebuked her. Now, it is unthinkable if, for example, you know, Barack Obama or any other world leader doing that. You know, and uh, A, our press, uh, you know, just taking that lying down. I mean, for 60 days, this fellow, I mean, people saying, oh, it's not his job. Uh, he should be concentrating. I'm sorry. When he's tweeting all, all, all in sundry, he can have one tweet and say, I support my minister. He hasn't done that. And I think if, if supposing there were allegations thrown at me and, I, and Modi was my boss, I'll actually be very anxious, you know, because the first person you look for to support for support is your CEO or your superior. And he's just completely quiet and, you know, uh, kind of slyly is uh, saying, oh, look at her speech. I'm sorry, you know. But Rajnath came out with a statement saying that we support uh, yeah, All Sushma. of them have, but, yeah, but why, why isn't Modi? I'm wondering like? if the attempt is to seem like bigger than all of this, like to keep your stature so big that you're, as a prime minister, you're just... Which is something what they try to do with Manmohan also. Never get him to respond to any of the corruption allegations because somehow I'm clean, I'm above all of this. Yeah, but remember I'm when Manmohan was silent, then all the BJP and BJP supporters were saying, oh, he's a you know, silent, silent person, he never speaks, and you know, he, this is his job to speak. And now when the tables are turned, they're saying, oh, but this is uh, too important, Modi is too important, and it's not his job to reply to it. This is a media-created uh, you know, ruckus and all that. I don't know. So I, I think what one feels sad about is that there are, some, there are major differences between the Congress Party's uh, tenure and the short one we are experiencing now. But there are also huge similarities. Huge, huge similarities, similarities in yeah. terms of um, you know, media control, uh, access control, um, all the kind of uh, posturing that 
takes place without any s substance or implementation. So I think we're seeing a lot of repetition of that, which is very disappointing. And I think it's probably going to only worsen. And I'll tell you why, because I mean, if you look at some of the appointments uh, that Mr. Modi has made, you know, various institutes, institutions, is um, probably is not really bothered about, uh, you know, uh, uh, what people think of, uh, you know, people uh, who he has put in charge of various institutions, being be, be it academic or be it, you know. Very, uh, I one. think that's a dangerous place to put yourself in. One of the things that I found very odd was, and then we'll go on to the next subject after this, is uh, Sonia Gandhi's behavior. Yes. I do not. Appalling. I cannot visualize Jawaharlal Nehru or Indira Gandhi uh, screaming and ranting like... Rushing to the well. Rushing mm. into the well, which is really undignified. In fact, I want to ask this question, Madhu, you would know. Has there ever been a Prime Minister, Indian, who's rushed to the Never. well? Never. Never. It has not happened. Because I was wondering, and I, I want to know, who was the first MP who rushed to the well? <laughs> <laughs> it would be interesting to find out. When was this? It would be very interesting, because yeah. that, that was a pivotal point in our history. When they started rushing yes, to the well and the tearing well. up papers and all that. But I was shocked at her nara, nare bhaji. I was shocked at the way she ran into the well. If she's gone, I think it's a little bit like, uh, you know, Benji turn mod, <laughs> that you get overly, start showing skin and like a Benji, like you don't know when to stop. With her, like she was such a repressed, quiet, if you see her footage, um, when she was uh, not a politician and she was Rajiv Gandhi's wife and that was it, a wife and a mother, she was extremely restrained and quiet and frightened to speak in public. Once in New York, when some the crowd was insisting that she speak when she was on the stage with Rajiv Gandhi, uh, they pushed her and pushed her and finally she said, Jai Hind. And... Uh, <laughs> She couldn't think of anything That's else. Funny. And she, f if anyone asked her a lot of, it, uh, many of her responses in those days used to be a wink, and a not wink, and not a word. So, and I think uh, she's literally turned mod in a in a ridiculously um, unthinking way. I would say that she's one ho holding up parliament. And as I know for a fact that Arun Jetli was correct on that, that there are only two people in the Congress party who want to wanted to continue the disruption. The rest of the party was not for it, but they were told they were obeying what they were told to do. So for two people like this to be holding up the parliament, which means the country and whatever, I think was despicable. And her behavior is just plain odd. It seems like it's not unnatural for her to be screaming and running out into the well. It's not, and doesn't seem to be her personality. Think, you know, what has happened now Speaking is up that, the wrong stuff. You know, BJP probably has a legitimate excuse to, uh, you know, roll up uh, 20 ordinances saying that, look, you know, our, our opposition doesn't allow us to run the house. What are we to do? We have to pass these bills. So it's actually taken <laughs> parliamentary democracy backwards, you know, this, this yeah. silly thing of So disruption. now we move, move to the next one, which has been discussed a lot on Twitter and Facebook, which is um, the Mumbai hotel raids. All right, and uh, I saw very, very interesting uh, times now um, discussion on it uh, day before yesterday, which was uh, Tuesday. And Arnab has now taken to inviting um, stand-up comedians as part of serious discussions. And I think that's terrific. 
Yeah, he also featured in the AIB video and, and yeah, actually earlier no, also. No, but this time he had hmm. this Aditi Mittal hmm. and uh, I don't know who this. The rap, the girl who done the rap. Sophia. Yeah. And so it was interesting uh, uh, planning and, and, you know, who to invite. And it was really a funny show because there was one uh, There's one Molana, woman, I'd yeah. Who was one Molana yeah, who Molana uh, just... Started talking about they could be doing it in cars, and he says, "I keep reminding you people, this discussion is not about porn. <laughs> it's about the hotel raid, <laughs> and this woman, uh, who just wouldn't let anyone talk, she was also a conservative, and I think uh, did any of you see it? I I saw the I saw the debate. Um, I, I don't know maybe. No, I, I didn't see the debate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What is your position on uh, Manisha? What is your position I just on think this? It's, it's just ridiculous. Uh, it's just ridiculous and shocking. And um, surprisingly, you know, uh, the day after the story broke, it was on Twitter. A lot of journalists also were tweeting, saying that there were complaints from the neighborhood. So it's you know somebody was complaining. So it's kind of justifies, which is the same thing that happened even in Delhi yes. when the Kiki extension thing happened. Yes, there were absolutely. a lot of people saying, but you know, there locals, were complaints. Yeah. But that doesn't matter. There may be complaints, but there's... And you're but very I right. would like to ask complaint about what? A sex racket. Are you complaining yeah. about drugs being sold there? No, are women you apparently... complaining com about um, prostitution? Are you complaining about pimps hanging around outside? Are you complaining about noise or loud music? What was the complaint? If the doors are shut and people are doing whatever they're doing behind closed doors, why should it bother the neighbors? Women in the area apparently complained that uh, they were being approached, you know, uh, randomly approached by men who had, uh, because it was an area, I mean, it was known to be a pickup uh, point. But I, I think... Even uh, if that is true, how does that justify you raiding a hotel? It doesn't justify... And, and, stop and, and, the people and, on the yeah. street who are soliciting. I, I, I personally don't think it's, you know, I mean, uh, the, the way the issue has been dissected and discussed, you know, every, I mean, the state machinery has been blamed, police has been blamed. I think, I think, I think people are to be blamed as much as the police here because I think it's a very middle class thing, uh, Indian middle class thing of, you know, butting in your nose into everything that's happening. And I've seen this myself, you know, uh, uh, you know, people really I, I mean i do, I, as in, I, I don't think people understand the concept of personal liberty at all you know and uh, this happens a lot of uh, you know i have personally been you know, you know at the receiving end of you know neighbors complaining about you know hanging out with you know someone as a, as a kid you know i mean as if we had neighbors who would say that you know he do this he do that and i mean which is not a financial business at all i mean you know i, I don't know what the problem is so i remember as it was many years back you know so um, uh, it was around uh, it was around 12:30 at night, and uh, I had sneaked out for a cigarette from home uh, to the to the terrace, and I could hear some music playing, you know. So I followed the music and happened to come from uh, uh, my immediate uh, next door neighbors and the, the people living in front of our uh, uh, flat. So these were young guys who just moved in. And they were playing music. It was, it was really, uh, I mean, not loud music at all. And the next day, what happens uh, in early in the morning, there's an emergency society meeting called, and this guy has served a notice because this woman who lives in the first floor, we were on the fourth floor then, this woman who lives in the first floor complained of music at night, and when she'd come on her, when she'd come to, you know, dry clothes in the terrace in the morning, she'd seen a bottle of whiskey outside their house. So her problem, her, her grouse was that, you know, you know, there's a, you know, this bachelors are, you know, corrupting the society out, how young kids will be affected. So I think it's, 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 it's a societal problem. I, I think it's unfair to just blame the police and the government 
government. You know, the, the discourse has been about how the governments invaded our bedrooms. But people in general have a problem. You know, which, which is which, which I think I don't know where it comes from. But we just like to you know do, we just like to you know indulge in some amount of moral policing, which is I think I don't you know. You know, I agree with that. But then since the police is in charge of handling you know these so-called complaints that come to me. I think there should be some amount of sensitivity. Like Delhi police does have those, you know, gender sensitivity classes that they're given. Maybe they should be, I don't know, be told to. There should be some way, some you know, uh, classes where they're taught how to deal with. I don't know. Even if there's a complaint and you see there's a legitimate, you know, consenting couple in the room, you know, you can't take them out, parade them, slap them around, ask them to call their parents. Well, the Mumbai That's police claims that people inside, I no mean, couple inside the inside any room was mm. harassed. I mean, that's what it claims. But the but, yeah, one but, of but the, the women who was. I think, I think mm. also what is the problem is there are no laws, uh, there are no clear laws about prostitution in this country, and which also you know explains the random police, uh, you know, uh, random police action. So because since there are no laws for prostitution, the police is clueless about how to actually deal with prostitution. I think. In this case, it was just they got an order, and they went. Then they were. Then you are asking them to use their judgment on whether they should follow that order or not, and that is a little tricky. Well, you may act on a complaint, but once you go there and you see that it's just young couples or students or whatever, and you do your check, then you let it go. You don't like treat them in the way they did treat those couples. I mean, it can be very harrowing, especially for young. Children and yeah, and sometimes you don't tell your parents that you're out with your boyfriend or girlfriend, and it may get a little. And they had no business you know, to ask them to call yeah. their parents. Yeah, Why? exactly. Why should they call their parents? These are young adults; they don't have to be treat them like uh, you know four-year-olds. Can do this, do that. I think this attitude, and I think I agree with Arunam that this dakhalbaji on everything. Some neighbors doing something. Yeah, the family themselves are quite comfortable with. Um, a girl seeing a boy going out with him or whatever and the neighbors will start s sort of interfering and saying how are you letting her go plus madhu i think when I, of course i you know i condemned uh, condemn what mumbai police did and uh, it's uh, they probably you know we indians uh, like to take some sadistic pleasure in you know kind of disturbing people and uh, you know kind of needling them or something but there is something equally sad about a society where there is no space for young people to meet. You know, I That's why the so malls... There have probably been a couple of Hindi films made on this as well. I remember Jaya Bahaduri acted in one. You know, you have a family, uh, uh, let's say a middle class family, you have, you know, six or seven people living in a house. And uh, there's just uh, no place you can meet. And That's true. In parks. It's just, and yeah, you can't, you can't go to a park, so you can't... So when I go to a park and I see all these couples, uh, you know, sitting on benches and, you know, at a distance of five meters, separated by five meters, uh, you know, the hundreds of couples. I, I find it very sad, you know, I find it very sad. And, you know, for police to come and kind of disturb them, it's, uh, it's doubly uh, a blow, you know, it's a psychological thing. You need privacy. At that age, you need privacy. Um, so, yeah, as you were saying, malls is probably one, one avenue where they can meet. You know, metro stations in Delhi... Is a lot of couples, because <laughs> it's only at, you know, around like late, it gets empty. And so I've seen a lot of met couples in metro stations. <laughs> they can't afford a movie hall, just walk in and sit in a mall. Malls are full of it, full of young couples. And I think that's this kind of, and I don't know what this is happening, what is happening. That if you look at, since the BJP's in, been in power, this 
sort of constant banning one thing or the other, one thing or the other, even retracting and all this nonsense going on. She was like, where, are this, where is their mind space? I think what might be happening, Mathu, there is that, yes, BJP has been banning, uh, but probably Congress was banning as equally. It's just that, you know, they weren't coming in the limelight. No, they ban books and movies and stuff like that. Yeah. But they don't ban, ban food and liquor. They're, yes, they 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 were the ones who passed Section 66A, which is as good as a ban on, on all kinds of freedom. So that is an issue. But I don't think they went so much into cultural policing as the BJP does. Yeah, that was never, I mean, that was never come space. Yeah. They're just catering, they'll ban this book because it hurts the sentiments of one community, whether it's Dongyeo's book or whatever. So, but maybe a raid like this would have happened during the Congress's rule. For I'm sure. sure. It happens all but the time. But uh, with the BJP government the in power, raids like this happen a lot all of the time. Yeah. You know, raids like this happen in Pahargan's hotels all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean. But because it's the BJP government, there's a lot of media scrutiny and attention. I mean, go to smaller towns. This is common. This is this, this, just because it's happened in Bombay, it got so much of media traction. This happens in smaller towns all the time. And there's okay, no I didn't know that. Yeah, so and and the problem is, as I said, there is a certain amount of legitimacy that this raids enjoy. The people say, a lot of people say, up, are totally fine with it. That's the problem, you know. So, yeah, I suppose in terms of, I suppose Delhi still, you know, happens to be the most cosmopolitan and liberal city in the country. I think by a margin. I don't think Bombay's, you know. I I I mean, uh, I I in fact. Uh, a friends telling me that the police started cracking down on uh, uh, couples uh, after you know 12 12:30 at uh, Marine Drive, which is unheard of, you know, which has started happening apparently in Bombay now. That you can't sit uh, after a certain point in Mar Marine Drive because you know you could sit in Marine Drive till whenever you wanted to. Nobody gave a damn. So this is that has also started happening. So I don't know. I mean, I mean Maharashtra definitely seems to be in the some sort of. Yeah, somebody did a story on this that couples were being told to get up from Marine Drive, which is really That's strange. You can't sit. On Chopati Beach or Marine Drive, I don't understand. What are they doing? They're just there to screw everybody's happiness. So now we have uh, Radema, my favorite subject. <laughs> as someone described her as a gothic, gothic-looking goddess. Well, How come we never noticed her before? Where was she before? Goth is black. <laughs> She's very... Yeah, but her lipstick is sometimes so dark. I don't know. It's, it's, it's bright. kind of embarrassing <laughs> you were discussing <laughs> Radema. But I just, you know, I, I saw Rishi Kapoor... And Suhail said, making all sorts of jokes on Radhima. And she has, uh, he has, some, she has some serious followers like Subhash Gai, oh, okay. Gai, and uh, mm -hmm. uh, Gajinder Chauhan probably is one of her. I, I did saw see a, a picture of. of <laughs> yeah, Chauhan. I saw a picture of him with her. Yeah, but I, I find it odd that you know you can't make a distinction between uh, you know uh, by saying that you know people who follow Godmen are gullible. And uh, according to me, people who follow gods are gullible. <laughs> so, and I mean, but uh, I mean, those, uh, that discussion was that there are some sensible godmen and there are some godmen like Radhima. So who's which the sensible one? Is a, who's the know, sensible uh, one? So, you know, they were t some, pe some have done good for the society like Sri Sri and, you know, there are others. So they, they were naming she? a few. Yeah. Who's Sri Sri? Sri Sri Ravi Shankar. Sri Sri. Okay. Yeah. Right. How the many art of living person. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> Most of them do get into that largesse um, of doing that's Sai Baba, also the one with the big yeah, afro. Sai Baba had some serious allegations against him. Yes. Though. And in fact, at one time on News Track, we got on tape um, footage of this Sai Baba taking a, a, a box, a gift from a 
devotee and his assistant was standing next to him and we could see on camera he was passing him all the watches and things that he makes appear and he used to wear these long sleeves so they would be dropped in that and then he would take it out like there's a famous pc sarkar story apparently he yes. went to the sai baba's yes. darbar and he did he did exactly what sai baba was doing yeah, no, like I mean, a magic trick sai baba produced a watch and he, produ- and he produced a rasagulla which was incredible that was quite but i mean it is it is not uh, <coughs> you know radhema is just one is a symptom you know it's the, the, the disease is that we have a lot of gullible people in our country and they uh, you know i i feel a bit sad calling them gullible because uh, they're looking for some remorse you know some some kind of solace uh, they've had a rough uh, life they're leading a rough life or whatever be the reason you know they uh, they have a belief in someone yeah but anand is exploiting people who are finding it difficult to survive or going through crises in their personal or work lives and then look for something but madhu religion does that you know i mean you go to tirupati you uh, you say okay uh, you know if this happens i will donate 20 kilos of gold and this i don't get because i don't, i can't see a god sitting there with a register writing down everyone's this, I mean, petitions and requests all the time and know, stamping them and saying okay go to churches they go to masjid so you know religion is that also, yeah the organized word godman and godwoman i just have a problem with that i mean what what do you mean you're a godman what are you a man of god it's like you're a med- god. i mean it's like considered what? a medium because I mean, people feel you know talking to god is so unattainable that you know might as well go through uh, a god man or a god woman so i i do believe in religion and i believe in god but i i'm really with the message of the movie pk in this where they say that you don't need this middleman between you and god or between you and your belief and i mean you don't need these people to tell you to do what you want to do and how you can get closer or whatever especially from somebody who claims to be a god man or a god woman i think the real sta- so i believe in saints and all i think the real ones don't go around telling the world that they're which which who are the real saints then personal i can't talk about it <laughs> no, no but i do saints. i do believe like i have my family has believed in so i'm from kumau and from the hills so hills are full of stories of saints and blah 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 and they believe in and so do i but we've never believed in somebody who's claimed to believe to say that they're god or or held court or said come to me and so i, yes, I don't believe sure. in marketing of a person who markets himself as a spiritual leader or a saint i do believe in spirituality i do believe in the possibility of attaining god or whatever but i don't think i'd buy some that from someone who markets themselves as somebody sincere but manisha that happens all the time i mean i i i i get you when you say that middlemen they you know they sometimes they take your money and they get rich mm-hmm. uh, obviously all of them do but then so do temples and churches and mosques and uh, you know gurdwaras they why do people go there you know people it, it's like you have an element of you, you want something and you feel that your wish would be fulfilled and if it is fulfilled you know in lieu of that i'll donate this or i'll do this or i'll do penance and you know whatever but if you look so at that's really just a, you can say that's a refined way of uh, no and they also say many of the followers that are oh he doesn't ask us of anything right. he never you have don't have to give him anything then you discover later that there are followers Who's one has bought him a car, one's bought him a house. What somebody bought Ramdev an island in Scotland? No. Yes. I mean, to give you an example of the older Sai Baba, I do think he was quite spectacular. I don't know if he performed miracles or not, but I think he was he was someone genuine, and he wasn't someone who went around marketing the fact that I'm you know I'm going to help you bring you closer to God, or I'm going to be your middle person. 
which a lot of the current gurus do in the present day, so-called gurus or whatever godmen, they they market themselves as such. And I think if I'm, I think it's just problematic, you know, to have a to have a man or a woman, you know, claiming to be, you know, talking directly to God, exactly, and fooling, you know, millions of people as they have. I think it's just problematic. I think. But very often I've asked people like um, followers of Sri Sri Ravi Shankar. Many of them that we've listed in this article don't really have lectures of philosophy or spirituality. They just—it's almost like a cult. It is a cult. Who? It is a cult. I mean, most of them are just cults, you know. It has very little just misuse of the term Hinduism, and using it for whatever they please. But what is upsetting is that so so many people are so gullible. And I mean, to come back to uh, the role of media in this, I mean, you see on many channels, especially on the weekends. You have these infomercials, uh, you know, 10-minute long infomercial on uh, IBN7 of Nirmal Baba, you know, saying ki ap samosa khao, kachori mat khao, you know, all those things. So, is there no discretion? I mean, yeah, there, there. and at well, night time, you know, after 10:30 or so, most of the Hindi channels, they're running these uh, infomercials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All of them. Well, so obviously, they're TV making money. Well, forget TV channels on news shows. You have people dressed in saffron and talking about. You know how to cure your dental problems, burn rajba with camphor, stuff like that. So, and and the cable TV act and says that you can't be yeah Z, Z getting uh, fined in UK yes. for airing unsubstantiated medical claims, whereas the channel just does whatever it wants to do here, and nobody says anything. And it's 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 in the cable TV act. Uh, one of the rules state that you can't be spreading superstition. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's just blatantly anti-science, and the government should do something about it. I mean, you can't be bothered about hurting sentiments, you know, because it it's blatantly anti-science, and I mean, you can't get away showing crap like that on television and influencing so many people. There has to be something done. It's and I mean, people are being fooled. That's what's happening. There's a conman, not godman. I mean, I've seen very often these godmen when they walk into a room, and they don't uh, they expect you to come and pay homage. they will never come up to you and say hello like a normal person would and i th- i think that this sort of there's another guy who's uh, a very popular reiki healer you should just see the way he talks to people and is arrogant and listen that i th- i think they just get carried away with themselves and those days are gone that you can do all kinds of things and somebody will not leak the story and i think also a a, a major um uh, reason of their success is the endorsement by politicians by sports people uh, you know is the whole society seems to be enveloped in this thing you know you uh, suddenly you remove a character from uh, you know your surname you not uh, ajay devgan anymore you ajay devgan you know <laughs> thing numerology uh, vastu you know all sorts of tarot uh, in fact in that discussion on ndtv there was uh, someone who was a tarot card reader who was supporting radhema so i i don't know i mean you know this is uh, this is all pervasive and i you just have to accept this is not going to go away you know you can you can slowly chip away at it but the fact of the matter is in 1.2 billion people about 1.1999 whatever are deeply religious people you know in in uk there is a rise in atheism in america not so much in europe there is there uh, is in america after 2611 there was a rise in going back to church yes but then i don't Attendance think the response to this up. should be atheism i mean i don't think that's a val- i mean i don't have a problem with faith i just have a problem with because it's fine to believe in a spiritual reality or or in god or in whatever form faith whatever 
but yeah, it's wrong for people to exploit that for, I think the Godman argument is a little different from believing in religion or not, or believing in God or not, because that's just really personal, I think. Yeah, but you know, you have, for example, you have the Pope, you have the Molana. I mean, you, religion begets these people because people otherwise, I mean, you have to understand 95% of the population of the world, uh, you know, these people exist. I mean, the God men or something because there is a, you know, there There's is a, a market for them. There is a market for it. You know, people just don't go to empty uh, churches or empty temples or, you know, they, they probably, there is some visceral need for a medium, you know, they just feel instinctively that I, I need to connect to God and, uh, you know, uh, maybe this person will help me do that. Otherwise, uh, you know, there was no reason for the Pope being there. You know, why, is, why you have bishops, why do you have, why do you have the Pope? I think that, uh, you know, increasingly what is happening is that there is definitely an atmosphere of uh, things being banned, over control, um, vindictiveness, for people who have not fallen in line. I think it's, it's for somebody who's been through the emergency of my age people, it is a little frightening. It's, it's, it's uh, something that, it's almost like the beginning of, a, of something terrible happening. I think also, maybe they're smart enough not to call it an emergency, but they're doing it in a clever way, but the same kind of things are happening. But what, what would be the striking similari similarities for you? Well, notices to the uh, what you may call it yeah the three uh, the notices that they sent to those three channels that yeah. was that was the and then strangely uh, two good reports in the economic times on it one saying that it's the bjp spokesperson who uh, you know uh, got these guys to work on the notice now he's a party member he's not in the ministry it's no job of his yeah due. why and was this thing about questioned questioning uh, all india radio guy Chandok, I think his name and is. And then All India Radio uh, reported on the story of the notices being sent and then they, uh, you know, pulled them up for reporting on a story. So what are they saying, that we're not supposed to report a story? All India Radio that is not supposed to, to report <laughs> that the Editors Guild yeah. Uh, yeah. objected to this kind of thing? It's, I think it's very ominous. That's, that's very problematic. I think it's extremely ominous. So I think the biggest abomination, Madhu, is that we st in this day and age we still have Ministry of Information and Broadcasting, to be honest. We have Doodarshan, we have government controlled but why not and government. Yeah, exactly. First of all, Doodarshan is supposed to be a public service. These people see it as a. Uh, it's a fiefdom for their. Yeah, for their private. Their it's not and, you know, supposed to be a government's uh, mouthpiece. But every government who comes into power traditionally has made it that. They have no business to do that. It's really unacceptable. So that's it. Anything, Aruna? I think on this story, I mean, I did a story as well. Yeah, I mean, this was obviously a ploy to intimidate a few channels which were not seen as too friendly to the dispensation, perhaps. Because it, because if it was about, you know, getting the other side to the story, getting Memon's uh, lawyer, I mean, a, a lot of other channels had had him too, I mean, former lawyer. A lot of other channels had it too. So I think it's just uncalled for. And, and in fact, uh, another reason why... Uh, uh, AIR was pulled up was for uh, reporting the news about other st uh, other states in the northeast protesting other CMs of uh, other states in the northeast protesting the uh, not protesting saying that they will not give away land to uh, to Nagaland you know I mean I, I don't know how that is offensive to the government so the government even took umbrage to that which is very strange I mean the so tomorrow if a protest happens against the government 
against a land bill or whatever, AIR is not supposed to be reporting on it. I mean, that's just That's silly. very odd. That's I think that's a very so important odd. point that uh, Manisha is making. That, you know, does this mean that All India Radio and all these people are not are so suppressed that the guy is being hauled up for this and action is going to be taken against him? It's bizarre. And it's and very, very ominous. Uh, aren't the uh, the new the private privately owned radio stations uh, they aren't allowed to they broadcast allowed to news broadcast right? no they're not so you see I mean you know this is this is like jigsaw falling into place on one hand you have a complete control of who's allowed to broadcast what news and on the other hand you prohibit private radio channels to broadcast any news and also it's so that's an anomaly because the if the if television can broadcast news why can't radio yes I, I don't understand that. I think the whole thing started... It's a British rule? Uh, no, it, uh, the, I think Congress, uh, UPA started that after there was some rumor mongering, uh, you know, the, the Bangalore um, Northeast thing. Um, it all started... No, no I'm I not think sure. it's always I think been, it's always I think been like that. Be like I think it's, it's a British It's always been like that. Uh, there are talks They've about just decided going. all the British rules to keep the natives down. Those ones have been maintained. But Madhu, I've, I've heard news on private radio channels. I've heard. No, you may have heard commentary. Like... Oh, you know, Arun Kajwal did this. Ha -ha, they go joke. around the rule so to do some political yeah. commentary, but so yeah. They, but they won't tell you the it bulletin. Sounded suspiciously news like news. <laughs> no, they so, can't give uh, a news bulletin. Interestingly, uh, a long time back uh, when uh, Monkey Bar started, so I'd done a story on it and I spoke to uh, a person, I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't want to be named, spoke to a person who's, um, I mean, who. who um, who runs one of those uh, private F FM channels. Uh, he, he said the government coerced them into. You know, airing Monkey Bath because uh, you remember the first time they uh, aired Monkey Bath, all private channels had to do it too, or did it. I mean, they, they, they said that they're doing it out of their own will. But yeah. so apparently the government said that do this. This is you know, since you uh, this will help you learn the ways of you know broadcasting news. So oh, we don't know. We need you to <laughs> teach us. Great. So so that that's what that's what happened. And and. Uh, and uh, private FM channels uh, uh, believe that Modi is going to actually do away with that rule and will let them uh, broadcast news. So I don't know where that's going, but yeah, uh, that's the, the law is supposed to go. So it p will perhaps go soon. Uh, hopefully mm. it does. Interesting. Yeah, that, that would be... That but Madhu, I need your views here. I mean, you have the, um, the associations, you know, that supposedly take care of the press and raise such issues like Broadcast Association, Press Trust, you know, of India. Uh, are they toothless tigers? Yeah. So why why can't you totally, know? Totally, totally. I mean, in everything that remember that time when the editors' guild issued a a, a, a notice to Rajat Sharma yeah. of India TV when he did some gross stuff, and he just walked out of the guild. Mm -hmm. That's the end of the story. Yeah. So we have a lot of toothless tigers: National Commission of Women, uh, Press Council, Try. Commission of Inquiry. You know, Commissioner of Inquiry, is there anything to put, you want to put it on a slow burn, which will just d wither away. Right. So all these are actually, um, I think, designed to kill any kind of real dissent. But I think the new PCI chairman, after Justice Kadju is, uh, I forget the name of the justice who gave that pro-gay, who removed Section 377, the Delhi High Court judge. He's taken over from Justice Kadju. Mm. So maybe things would improve, I don't know. And I don't understand, incidentally, how this section could have been first okayed and then overturned. And suddenly, uh, you're talking about sexuality here, sexual orientation, 
which is something that you can't change within yourself according to the law if the Supreme Court keeps flip-flopping. It's a very <laughs> peculiar story. No, no, the High Court, uh, okay, right? Supreme Court said Supreme no. Court said really no. High Court ah, said so whatever. So now it's a very odd story that you're supposed to adjust your sexual orientation according to what uh, a few men up there think. And no one's, uh, uh, when the judgment came, uh, it was. Uh, I think the Congress said that it will contest it, but never has never gotten around no, to doing no. it. So, in which is you know, this is this is this is the this is what the problem is with the party like Congress. You know, if you're taking a liberal stand, take take one. You know, so you know, I mean, I, no political parties really made no it. Clear. I, I think apart to from to Lok Satta, Lok Satta is the one that uh, is Lok Satta is uh, the only party which has taken a stand on it. But they don't I don't know about AAP. AAP <laughs> said they would, but then they even AAP is the AAP is very similar to Congress. Yeah. They will not take a stand on it when it really matters. So yeah, I mean, I oh, think that's talking of up, we forgot about Alka Lamba's. Oh, <laughs> now did she throw that register before she was hit or after she was now, hit? Now this is what this I've is been trying to find out. Either way, it doesn't work. Yes. Because if she did it after she was hit, yes. then she was well enough to stalk around and do this. So she wasn't hurt that badly to have bandages that went all over her head and give interviews. So the, she wasn't bleeding. Nothing was happening. She was strong enough to go knock registers off. And in any case, even if you've been hit by someone, how can you, I can't see that if somebody assaults you, do you then al go alone, and I hear I'll say a feminist thing, a woman walking into some establishment and picking up things and throwing it. No, I mean the irony, Madhu, is that she had, you know, the whole program was done on Gandhiji's the so quit, what? The star, so yeah, but then what? <laughs> here she goes, and you know. So Gandhiji said, uh, uh, you know, if you uh, you you give the other cheek if somebody slaps you on one, and here we have allegedly um, Alka Lamba, uh, you know, stoned by someone. Uh, not allegedly, she was really. No, I don't understand. And then she goes and assaults. But this so turn the other cheek is something that is very weird because uh, you, you you cannot. I mean, somebody who rapes your wife, you don't say, okay, now rape my daughter. There is no uh, other cheek on, on violence. So why should one do anything like turn the other cheek? What do you, I don't know what he was trying to prove by saying take the other cheek. I think he was in, let's not get into too Didn't controversial. Didn't he recommend this for the Jews back then? Yes, he did. He said they should, they should walk, into the, they should walk into the gas chambers and all that. I mean, that's an area I think. And he also said all the Brits should just lie down and let Hitler come and attack Britain. Yeah. So what was this? I think there's made serious a lot of masochistic true, uh, yeah. tendencies over there of suffering is good, uh, you know, letting people be violent towards you is good. It isn't. It is definitely not. And turning the other cheek is a whole, I think it's a very bad idea. There are other ways to de deal with someone who's assaulted you. But I think this Alka story does not work. Because if she did it before she was hit, it's unacceptable. If she did it after that she was hit, then she was well enough. So what is she, what is she complaining about to everybody? But would you, uh, I mean, would you support her doing this as a retaliation? No, not at all. I don't support retaliation. I'm not saying that when I say uh, I'm against turning the other cheek. Mm -hmm. What I'm saying is you can remove yourself from harm. You can, uh, you can take action in many right. different ways, right. but you don't have to offer yourself up for more. Yeah. That is what I'm against. <laughs> yes. I yeah. will not turn the other <clears throat> cheek. I will step away from there and right. take action against the person whichever way, legally or whatever way I can, emotionally or whatever. But turning the other cheek is not, I think, a good idea. But I guess she was accompanied by people and they also oh, yeah, sort of got into No, but what struck and me and most, and I'm, uh, please come in on this, Arunam, what struck me most is the arrogance of power. 
listen look at the way she walks and and knocks off people's property like that that is nothing more than sheer arrogance of power she was in congress she's a congress import <laughs> <laughs> that Makes explains sense. it on that note <laughs> yeah. on that note thank you all thank, thank you, you anand and uh, anand thank you uh, manisha and thank you arna well done thank you. and we have a song for rahul gandhi enjoy episodes of nl hafta on newsdonry.com and follow us on twitter and facebook